When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with T-Rex. Yes, I am here. And Jake Ellenberger, who is actually not with us uh, physically, but he's in Nebraska, correct? I am. Yes. I'm in Omaha right now, but I'm, I made the show. I'm, on, I'm online. Yes. Guys, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. So now you're in Omaha training your brother. Is that what's going on? Yeah, he's finishing up. He's uh, just finished up the last two weeks of training, and then he's fighting uh, Yeah, next weekend in San Antonio. Wow. Now, who's he fighting against? You know, I forgot his name. Um, he's, had, he's had about five opponent changes, so now we got a guy. Um, it, it, he, he doesn't care. It's just somebody sign it, you know. He's got to fight. Um, what if, like, Vitor Belfort so comes out? <laughs> he, like, he doesn't care. Well, that, yeah, that might be a little strong for the first fight in the UFC. It might be a little strong. But I mean, aren't you guys watching tape of this person that you're supposed nothing to? Nothing like getting prepared for a specific dude. You know, I, I usually do, though. I, I, I usually study a lot of film, but I watched about the first 30 seconds of this guy's fight, and uh, I didn't need to watch anymore. Oh, come on. That's that's a little cocky, if I say so. I mean, that's <laughs> a little ridiculous. But, hey, man, you're the fighter. I'm just the comedian. So uh, No, no. <laughs> Adam, I always, I always appreciate your insight, but it's more so of, like, you know, thinking, you know, don't, not thinking too much into it. Don't be too much into it, because... Being more offensive minded to your strategy. Not really, not worrying so much about what they're going to do, but I get what you're saying. But the guy did make the UFC. It's not just some random guy. I mean, the guy has <laughs> obviously made it to the highest level of opposition to watch 30 seconds and say, you know what, we're good. And that's kind of, that's a, that's a little bit, I mean, come on. That's a little, I mean, I'm, I'm no, you know. Maybe they're planning on this fight not going past 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, that's like. <laughs> That's that's all right. Well, hey, you know, good luck. Well, I, I I really hope uh, Joe pulls it off. He seems like a great guy. I lo- love having him in studio, and uh, I, we yeah, miss having you yeah, in studio, no. man. So uh, he's yeah, he's ready. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't, you know, no no disrespect <laughs> to the guy's fight, but he's he's ready. You know, we just we're, we're just focusing on him and and, and what he's got to do offensively. So gotcha. Yeah. So I uh, personally, I, ha- I had a good week. Uh, I've, I had a, uh, shows all weekend. I had actually I had a show at the John Lovitz Club on Friday night, and it was packed. It was packed. I actually finally booked T Rex. Right here's what happens. So T Rex, I'm like for like I don't know eight months. How come you don't book me, man? Oh, first you didn't book first me. First was four months. You don't, you don't Not, book then me. It was six months. Now it's eight months. So I, I go T Rex. <laughs> all right. So I wanted to have him uh, start the show, open the show first or second to get the energy up. T Rex is a high energy comic. I knew he would have a good set shows i said get here at 7 45 no and, hold on in my defense you did not say that yeah i did no i, I said what time are you getting there oh. you said 7 45 
Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> That's not the same as you telling uh, you were, me to be there. You were taking a survey of, of what time I'm getting there? Yeah, I was going to try to meet you there. So, okay, you're going to get to so, 745, maybe we'll grab a drink. The show starts at 8 o'clock, right? It's now 815, no T-Rex. He's supposed to be on at 820. Uh-oh. Yeah, but I didn't know that, though. It would have been nice information to have. Oh, well, I texted Uh-oh. you, where are you? And you oh, go, yeah, at 815. 815. <laughs> And I, I get a text back saying, relax. R- relax. You're supposed to be on in five minutes, right? Yeah, so, but I didn't know I was supposed to be on at 820. Well, or you were on at 820 because you rolled in at 830. And then, uh, it was 820, man. So, so you, he went on. T-Rex had a great set. Uh, I went on. I had a great set. The crowd was a little tight at first. I had to kind of you know, th- throw, th- you know, throw tons of punches at them and finally got them. How, how do you think I felt when I went up there? They were looking at the first two comedians that were in front of me like statues. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was like, a, it, it was like a poetry contest right. up there. Uh, Jade Bryce was yeah. there, and Jade Bryce looked so hot. There was and, a bunch of hot girls there that night. Well, here, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So Jade Bryce comes, brings her boyfriend, who I so, totally wanted uh. to hate, and the guy seemed like the <laughs> nicest guy in the world, good-looking guy, rocker type, which got, got me even madder because you know, I was hoping he'd be some douche with a you know, affliction shirt and uh, tats and uh, a tribal band tattoo. But no, he seemed like a nice yeah. guy. And uh, you even said that on stage was—I don't know if you heard me upstairs dying laughing, but oh, you yeah. were like, you, it was so funny what you were saying about him. Like, you know, I want to hate this bastard, but oh. <laughs> he's so cool. He's so good-looking. I know. I wanted to bang him. <laughs> right? that's, that's how. <laughs> That's how cool he was. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I didn't want to bang him, but I but I did want to bang Jade Bryce. Uh, Who was that chick that was in the front that had the baseball hat and the gigantic hooters? Oh, that was Brooke Haven. Uh, she's an adult film actress. Oh my god! Uh, she came with her. She was family. looking amazing too, and she was trying to be incognito with the baseball hat like pulled down low. That yeah, made it even hotter. Oh yeah, and then she texted me afterwards. She's like, you know, you always, uh, you know, I, I I I would actually hang out with you if you invited me for a date, but all you do is call me for booty calls, and I was like, that's not true. Uh, a booty call is a date. Because because I pay for rent. Technically, I am paying for something by having you come over. Have you hit that before? Uh, no, no. I've, uh, I've, we've, we've, we've hooked up a little bit, but uh, hold but, on, no. hooked up. What does that mean? I don't, you maybe, kissed maybe. a porn star in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! It's a, I'll do it again. So, so um, but no, we've hooked up. She's a cool. She happens. I've been friends with her for eight, nine years. She happens to be nice. a really cool girl. I asked her out like about seven years ago. Funny story. When I used to do warm up for uh, for the Jen, for the Jenna Jameson show and all these other shows on Playboy. I was the warm-up comedian, which means I had to get the crowd going. You were the fluffer. I was the fluffer, which is hard because it was like 15 (laughs) naked girls behind me scissoring each other. And then... (laughs) Nobody, nobody wants to hear me going. Hey, so where are you from? And they're like, get out of my face, dude. So it's the only job that I would show up three hours early to. Remember, uh, you remember I did it twice. Yeah, you did that. Thanks to you, Jesse James Night Calls. That right, was the night show. Night Calls, and that was the only time I ever performed with a boner before. I was on stage performing and looked over to my left, and two girls during the '69, like five feet away from me. Oh, that was that was a crazy, crazy job. So anyway, so I I, I asked Brooke out. I'm like, hey, you want to hang out one day? She goes, she goes, actually, you have too bad of a reputation. I'm like, you're a porn star, and I have a bad <laughs> reputation. Yeah, like your reputation is documented on wow, on uh, right, on, on, uh, video. on X Hamster. I mean, it's, I mean, seriously. So uh, anyway, <laughs> oh my god. Thank you. Uh, crazy story. Uh, so I invite. Uh, no. So I go on Tinder, right? And I have like a hundred matches, whatever. Blah blah blah. And, but then these girls aren't. Respo- uh. They're not responding to me. These a lot of these girls. I think they just want me to like them. It's like it's more of a vanity thing. So then I invited like all of them to the comedy show. I copied and pasted. Like, hey, I'm at it. I figure at least who cares at this point? Right. I'll just, maybe they'll come. You're already not responding. So they came. Like like. T- 
15 girls from Tinder with their three friends each came, which I think may, may have been like why it was so awkward. Because <laughs> after the show, they were like, hey, you're really funny. Is that stuff true? <laughs> like, oh, who yeah. are those girls at the end that was talking to those dudes that have their podcast? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, the fighter girls? Yeah, there was a bunch of girls in the corner you were talking oh, to. Oh, yeah, there, there was some fighter girls there, too. There was some hot right, right. fighter girls. There was like uh, eight of them. Yeah, they changed over at like legends. One of them knows you, Jake. Uh Oh, yeah, who's that? Uh, I'll tell you exactly who. She's smoking hot. She's really cool, actually. And she's an undefeated mm. fighter. I mean, she's only, she's only one to know. But, uh, she but, said she would give you some, but she's not into virgins. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there, well, there's that. Uh, Christy that's Lopez came. That. <laughs> uh, Christy Lopez? Uh-huh. CeeLo? Do you, do you uh, know her? Oh, yeah, she's cool. She's trained with Kings, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she came to the show. Oh, nice. She's pretty hot. All right, so, uh, th- thanks. Wait, can you not say she's hot? Oh, no, she's not bad at all. Oh, man, not bad at all. Not bad at all. I, I don't know. I think she's pretty hot. All right, so uh, <laughs> so she came to the show, Christy Lopez, uh, and then, um, uh, yeah, so, but I don't know, honestly, though, that girl with the purple hair, uh, the one who, who uh, queefed in my mouth. Uh, Canada. She, Canada. Honestly, she, like, kind of wants to have a relationship, and I totally would. Really? Re- she lives in Edmonton, though. I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn because I don't get to see her, but she's amazing. I think, I think I've met my soulmate. I'm not even kidding. Really? Yeah. You want to play her vagina like a didgeridoo? Yes, thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to do, man. I want to play her vagina like a didgeridoo. That's really that's, that's a, sound of her queefing in your mouth. And a, a guy with a guy with four kids. That's exactly what you say. Play her vagina like a didgeridoo. Yeah. That's, What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with it. I just that's not how I would describe me liking someone. I met my soulmate and you oh, go you want to play her vagina like a didgeridoo. I mean that's You're the one that was talking about her queefing in your mouth. I'm just telling you what happened, man. I'm giving you a play by play. You don't have to say I'm playing her vagina like a didgeridoo. Is that what they say at weddings? Uh, do you pl- promise to play her vagina like a didgeridoo? I didgeridoo. I didgeridoo. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, I like that. So, so uh uh, you are hilarious to me, dude. Uh, thanks. I, I feel the same way. I, I, I did that joke about Diego Sanchez, how his black his eye was, was so, so black, black and, and swollen, swollen that Kim Kardashian tried to sit on it. And uh, half the crowd laughed. Half the crowd looked like I was crazy. But I heard T-Rex dying laughing from upstairs, which, <laughs> which, 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 which made my day. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you have you rolling the whole time. That's oh. how that dude from that other that show, that other podcast. We talked to him after the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like, "Dude, I didn't even know you were there." And then he was like, "After after you got off stage, I just heard your laugh upstairs. It was awesome." Oh, it was a good time. It was actually a really good time. Yeah, you had uh, me dying. Oh, thanks, man. There was actually uh, a funny story I was going to tell. So this uh, back in the day when I was uh, da- I was didn't say dating, hanging out with this girl who did who does adult films. She texted me. I go, "What are you doing today?" And she says, "Oh, I'm giving a POV, which means point, point of, of view, view BJ scene. What are you doing?" So I wrote back, "Not kissing you." Right? <laughs> so. So then, I, my, I, I, like, I like showed my friend that like on the text, and right. he's like, "Dude, you gotta send me that. I gotta show my friends at work. That's the funniest thing." So then I, I, I went to send it to him. I sent it to the girl th- that I was texting with. So oh, she got no. that on Father's Day, and she oh was like, God. "This is weird. Why would you send me this?" I go, "Uh, I, I thought you'd find it funny." Uh, <laughs> She's like, really? This is what you've, uh, man? That was that, that was a, so funny. That was a rough weekend. So, uh, Jake. Yeah, brother. So what are you doing? So, okay, you're in Omaha. Now, are you getting the hero's welcome? Uh, what are you doing all day? Are, are you milking cows? What, what are you doing all day in Omaha? 
No, no crazy. Well, crazy story. It's kind of been uh, crazy weather lately. There, there was uh, a couple of tornadoes um, yesterday, and the, the weather's just been nuts. Like it'll go from like raining to hail, like to like baseball size hail, and then you know sun will come out. There's just been crazy weather this time of year here in the Midwest. But yeah, so a couple nasty tornadoes yesterday that, that blew through a, a small city here. And, Damn. Um, uh, yeah, it's is, been, it's like the whole is, is the whole town depending on you to save them? No, no, <laughs> no. It's the crimson chin. No, but, yeah, like it's, it's, I saw some cattle flying too. That's crazy. No <laughs> way, cattle flying. Yeah. Really? You saw like yeah, cows? Yeah. You saw cows flying? Yeah, cow, like, when you see a cow flying, you did not that, see that. Yeah. Really? I did too. One hundred percent, I did. You sure it wasn't Roy Nelson? <laughs> no. Uh, oh man! Wait, so it's one of those where. So what happened? So when yeah, you see yeah, the, the weather here is just so unpredictable. I mean, it's like, well, we need to, we need to go, we need to take care. You know, because I've always kind of been, you know, pushing the envelope. Like I, I love to see storms and then tornadoes stuff like that. But there's definitely a point where you're like, all right, we need to, we need to go. Wait, wait, wait. Were you, were you chasing the storms? Um, well, initially, yeah, but then it got to the point where we had to, we had to bounce. <laughs> Wait, so you're in Omaha, you're chasing storms, and now are you, are you back to, are you training, are you working out, or are, are, are you, have you seen any high school sweethearts, what, what are you doing? No, um, I, well, we were working out, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, help my, help my brother out and then working out, but, um, I've been playing a lot of cards, a lot of blackjack, um, that, and doing well, things are going really well, so. <laughs> With blackjack, um, this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, besides that, I mean, I've just been spending time with my nieces and my family. But yeah, I'm a little yeah, concerned about good. your game. I know that you like to gamble, dude. Uh, last, yeah. you, you were in Vegas last week. Now you're in Omaha playing blackjack. Are there like secret card meetings that you're invited to? <laughs> no, there's a there's a couple. Uh, I just go to the horseshoe, or it's right across the river here. But uh, yeah, you know, I'll go and hit and run. It's it's, it's it's been good though. Wait, what's the wait? What's the horseshoe? The horseshoe's a casino here. So okay, so in Jake, the, all right, so you're in a casino by yourself playing blackjack at like four in the morning. Uh, are people like you know, hey, th- that's Jake Ellenberger? Are, are they asking for your autograph? Do they know who you are? Yeah, well, it was the last time. It was kind of weird. I played the because the College World Series is in town right now. That's one of the things Omaha is known for. It's like uh, each year they have the College World Series big baseball tournament and uh so i was playing blackjack next to this guy and he's just he's just betting pretty pretty ridiculous like pretty recklessly and and uh you know we start we start you know just crushing a couple of shoes doing well and then this guy's had like 10 or 12 like jack and diets and, and he's like just starts you know playing these crazy hands and i'm still staying pretty conservative and then uh He's a, yeah, he's a huge fight fan anyway because the, the the waitress uh, I knew her she 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 knew who I was and then he was like well first he didn't believe me and I'm like well I don't really care if you believe me I'm I'm trying to win money like anyway so we ended up playing like all night he he won about twenty grand it was crazy wow. but uh you know I, I did pretty well uh, I, anyway we're gonna we're gonna go play blackjack here on the the fifth of the eighth in Vegas so during the expo we still have the expo we're going to UFC nice good guy though. he's a, he's a, like a a neurosurgeon or something from North Dakota. It was weird. Did you bet your virginity? <laughs> I didn't know. Nice. All right, so let's get into the fights for five minutes. Then we got to call TJ Dillashaw. UFC 144. Did you watch it? I did. All right, so DJ versus uh, Ali Bogatinov. Uh, now, listen, a lot of people complain about this whole card in general. 
you know that it wasn't that stacked. They said it wasn't stacked. The fights weren't that good. Too many decisions. Look, you cannot. It's just there's no way of knowing. There's no way of saying this. These are going to be great fights. These are going to be terrible fights. It's just. That's just the way the fight game is. That's how it plays out. Because if if it had all been knockouts, then everybody would be like, it's the greatest card ever. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's it's amazing how many MMA fans are like, I'm never ordering a UFC again. This is bullshit. I mean, do you watch a football game and go, the Jets played like shit. You know what? I'm done with football. But I mean, it's just, <laughs> right. this is just a sport. It's a sport, and that's the way it goes. Anything can happen. Now, on the yeah. other hand... I do think that when you have some of these guys that are 125, 135, some of the lighter guys that people don't know of, you got to stack the card with some maybe some veterans, some, some guys supplement like the card. some guys like Roy Nelson or Dan Henderson or Cormier or some of these bigger names out there. Maybe they're not champions, but they're going to be fun to watch. There are certain guys that are yeah. always fun to watch, and I think that's you got to stack the card with that. That's what this card was missing. Uh, the 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 best card, the best fight on the card was the, the girl fight. I never heard of those two girls. <laughs> I don't know who they were, but they put on the best I fight agree. of the night. Um, I agree. Now the one girl's eye was so black and swollen that Donald certainly had to cut it. Now. <laughs> Now DJ, uh, now DJ is one of these guys that he's just good at everything. He's a good, he's a he's a great fighter. He's not the best personality. He's got, uh, you know, he's one of these guys that uh, he looks good. A guy like Ali Bagatinov, these tough Russians from Dagestan, right? Is that what it's called? Or Dagestan? Dagestan. Uh, they're they're not going to be easy to put away. Uh, I mean, they just they're going to be they're going to be almost impossible to put away. Yeah, and like little Russian Terminators. Yeah, so I thought DJ looked good. I, I think that you know it's one of those things. I think if he drained his ears, he'd make 105 uh, <laughs> oh grams actually. Uh, so, but you know what? He 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 did. He doesn't want to fight John Dotson next. I think that's a mistake. I think that was the best fight DJ was in. John Dotson is always in a good fight, and uh, yeah, and always exciting. Always exciting. What did you think of the fight, Jake? You know. I mean, you kind of touched on what you were talking about earlier. I think just the, 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 the misconception about the sport is when you have two guys that are, you know, at the highest level competing, it's like it's not always going to be exciting. You know, you got guys who are really battling for inches. And, I mean, whether it's a position or a punch or a strike, I mean, it's just... It's like a chess like, match. You know, that's just the sport. There's so many variables. It's like it's not always, always going to be a, an exciting finish or a, a crazy knockout, you know. But that's the thing, that the level of competition keeps getting higher and... and Honestly, it's just, there's going to be boring fights. I mean, guys are being able to neutralize each other at, at, in certain areas, and people, you know, you, you get yeah. the American crowd that's going to get drunk through, and it's like, and that that lady you know, screaming. There has to be some. There was a lady. <laughs> yeah, I almost thought that was Tyron Woodley's mom. <laughs> No, Tyler Mount Mom is, is like actually funnier. Right. This woman looked like she was be, like someone someone's being castrated, or I thought somebody wrote that's actually Vanderlay having to take a test. Uh, that's funny. But th- that that noise in the background, it looked like somebody. I actually wrote on the text from last fight that actually it was Rory McDonald killing Tyron Woodley in the back because he's like Dexter, he's <laughs> a psycho. But there was a woman screaming. Yeah. There, there has to be somebody in the UFC at a comedy club when someone heckles. At a good comedy club, someone will say, listen, Bouncer. you have to leave. Quiet down. Chill out or you have to leave. There has to be someone to go up to that screaming lady and say, unless she's giving birth back there, right. that's the only, you know, that's the only way that, 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 that that's acceptable to hear that noise. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, did you hear that noise, Jake? I did. It was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was quite annoying. Yeah, but. it was It was actually Brian Carraway uh, and Misha Tate. <laughs> uh, she was having sex with him in the back. No, so um, now, all right, that, that being said, the Tyron Woodley-Rory McDonald fight, that was, mm-hmm. uh, to me, the most shocking fight. I thought that uh, Tyron was, didn't look like he was at his best. Uh, Dana White said yeah. Tyron chokes in big fights. Oh, uh, yeah. I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this. Let's 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 hear it, Jake. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big Tyron Woodley fan. Like the the problem, like with a guy like Rory, is you know even even when I fought him too, um, you know, and I I took my my chewing, but it's like it's not necessarily somebody choked. It's like it's it's you got a guy who who's very disciplined in, in, during the fight, especially with his strategy, like Rory. And, and he's, he's really, the reality is he's just a hard guy to fight. I mean, he may not be the most exciting fighter. He's hard to fight, and uh, he, he looked good. He did, he looked good. And I think, I agree with you there. I don't think Tyron was at his best. But, you know, that Rory, he's, he's made, you know, he can make a lot of good guys not look great. And that's just, you know, both both guys are, are top guys in the, in the sport. But Rory impressed me. I'll tell you who looked good in that fight was Robbie Lawler because he destroyed uh, Rory McDonald. And, you know, you look at what Robbie Lawler did to Rory. I mean, it makes – and now what I know how, how Robbie beat you, it makes – look, look how good Robbie Lawler looks. I mean, Rory McDonald is a, yeah. is a killer. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think it's one of those cases when he's on, he might be one of the hardest – he's definitely one of the hardest guys to beat in that division when he's on. Uh, and uh, and he was on that night. And Tyron Woodley, I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was being in Canada. You know, but he's one of these guys. I honestly think uh, Tyron Woodley needs to step aside. And I like Tyron. He's been the biggest supporter of mine. If any, out of all the fighters, he's the guy the most. He's been nice to me. But he needs to really think. Okay, I know he's auditioning for Batman vs Superman as like one of the guys. He's got like three movies coming out. He's got a commercial. He's also got three kids. Uh, one of the hottest wives I've seen in a while. He's got a lot on his plate, uh, a lot on his plate. Yeah. And at this level of MMA, you know, if you're going to be the champion, you can't be worried about Batman versus Superman. You know, right. you, honestly, you, you you can't be worried. It's hard enough to have three kids and not be the champion. To have, when you have three kids to feed and you're an MMA fighter, I honestly think it's at the level where there's there's like. There's a certain athlete that can kind of pull that kind of shit off. It's Manny Pacquiao, but that's one in a fucking jillion, you know. Yeah, Avery does an amazing job with the kids, though. That's his wife. She yeah. does an amazing job with the kids mm-hmm. and, and allows him to do what he does. Yeah, but he needs to just focus on fighting. And I'm not saying he's not focused on fighting because he is. But I know that like there was an article on FoxSports.com about him auditioning for Batman vs Superman and him doing three movies. Remember when he came on the show? Yeah, I have a commercial. Mm-hmm. And and I'm and I'm not knocking Tyron Woodley. I'm just saying that it's so, at that level, you know, you're you're yeah. doing the hardest sport in the world, in my opinion, the hardest sport in the world. Uh, and I I think it's it you have to be a person who is uber focused. And I think this will be Ronda Rousey's downfall if she keeps this up. You know, it happened with Quentin Jackson too with the A team and uh, and what's the other yeah. um, what's look the at other, look G- at Gina Carano. Mayhem Miller uh, is a perfect example of somebody who all of a sudden you start look. Breaking in churches. The thing is, acting is a full-time job. <laughs> Acting's a full-time job. Definitely. Uh, hosting's a full-time job. Stand-up comedy is a full-time job. And fighting's a full-time job. And it's yeah. hard to have doing those five things, you know? And that's, 
that's how I honestly feel. I, I hate to say well, that. Yeah, once you, know? you start spreading yourself no, thin, it's, it's, something it's, it's has to give. Reality, you know. I think it's it, when you talk about time management, it's like um, it's really not. I mean, obviously you have to be focused, but even being focused, you have to manage your time. More like you can't be, you know, you can't be one foot in. You can't spend fifty uh, percent of the time in the gym when you could be spending ninety percent. You know what I mean? It's like I agree. You know, you look at a guy like like GSP. He was. Nobody, I mean, really, rally. Nobody worked harder than he did, and that's yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I and I, I understand it. Look, you're getting paid. Some of these guys are getting paid forty thousand dollars to fight, or twenty thousand dollars to fight, and they're going to a mo- and they have to pay their trainer, their manager, and their agent, and their lawyer, mm-hmm. and their prom- all these people. They go to a movie set. And they get half a million dollars or whatever they're getting, two hundred thousand dollars, and and they're getting and they're in this getting big treated like treated royalty, like pampered, and hey, just say these three words, and then go out there, and and you're getting craft services. You start to double think, like, hey, this, I can do this. This is fucking. Right. Well, what the hell am I gonna go do sprawls and, and for a, <laughs> right. a, an hour? At the same time, well, you know what? Once you start losing a couple of these fights, uh, ask you know Roger Huerta, like those movie roles dry up a little bit, you know, and. Uh, uh, it's so, it's sort of you have to be really careful. I to personally, I think you should focus on fighting. When you're done fighting, go into movies. It's like Jay Haran is an example of a guy who right now is is in Spider Man, has his thing. He's done with fighting, but you know, yeah. hey, look, some guys could pull it off. And then there's the other thing of like, look, they want you because you're hot. When you're not fighting, you're not hot, and it's a t- tough situation. <laughs> I think that's where Rampage really messed up. I mean, you know, doing that 18 movie, and that's he's got his foot in the door. It's like, well, that's your exit strategy right there. I would focus on movies. You know, I'm not saying he. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying he should be done fighting. That's definitely his choice. But it's like that's a. You know, the door's open right there. You can. That's your extra strategy. But that, that's. Yeah, that's no, it, I I understand it. I think a girl like Ronda Rousey could pull it off because she's so much better than everyone else right now. But as soon as that mm-hmm. women's division starts getting a little bit tighter, uh, those movie roles, you know, we'll see. All right, uh, final thing, and before we get to our our, our first caller, Brennan Shalv. Versus Andre Arvlovsky, uh, did I just is it butcher yeah, that? Arlovsky. Arlovsky. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I uh, so Brandon Schaub. Look, personally, didn't I say it though that he was going to win and it was going to go the distance? You did say he was going to win. Personally, look, Brandon Schaub does not like me. Okay, <laughs> he has made it clear that he doesn't find me funny. All right, and that I'm not a. He, he said that I'm not a fighter, so I can't make fun of him. Which I didn't know you had to actually do the thing. I mean, Jay Leno is not a politician, and he every night he gets or Conan O'Brien or the, I guess you could only make fun of the things that you actually do. Uh, that's kind of limiting every comedian's role in life. I, I have to get I have to do every job to make fun of. However, okay. He well, won the, You do have a podcast, and he has a podcast, so you are kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and it's an and, MMA podcast. And I didn't win the fight either. No, no, I'm kidding. So, um, <laughs> so personally, I think Brendan Schaub won that fight, okay? I thought Schaub won the first round, the third round. Uh, the second round, you can maybe give it to Andre. I thought Schaub got screwed. I, I, I do think he got screwed. Uh, I, think he, I think he won that fight. Um, I, I don't know how his jaw got messed up. It looked like he swallowed John Dodson, or maybe he literally swallowed his pride. But, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, I was waiting. He definitely for, hates you after that. I was waiting for him to thank himself in the post-fight speech. No, but, <laughs> but I thought Brendan won that fight, uh, and I, I think he got screwed in that fight. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Adam. That's the only fight that I did not catch, but... <laughs> I am Brendan's good. He's a friend of mine. I was pulling for him. Um, 
and I, I it seemed like Dana wasn't real happy, but. All right, thanks. I don't get much on that one, sorry. No, wor- no worries, no worries, no are, worries. Are you in the bathroom now? It sounds echoey. Are, no. you, are you riding a flying cow? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, listen, so uh, the, other, the other thing uh, we're going to talk to real quick, uh, talk about real quick, is that uh, rumor has it that Bellator has, signed, has, has signed Kimbo Slice. Uh, really? Yes. Isn't he 53 years old now? I, I don't know how old Kimbo is, but that's the word oh, on the street. Matter. I'll watch him fight. That yeah. he, the word is that he's... And then I, I got it from a, from a legitimate source. I can't give away my source, okay? But a legitimate source told me that on the next pay-per-view... <laughs> this is about to be hilarious. Kimbo... No, no. Uh, uh, it's King Mo is going to fight Rampage, and... Tito Ortiz is going to fight Kimbo Slice on the next Bellator pay-per-view. That's what, I got a legitimate insider told me this. Um, now, is, is Kimbo be, is King, King Mo Slice? King Mo is taking <laughs> on Rampage. King Mo Slice. The rematch, which I'll actually watch that rematch. Right. And Tito Ortiz is going to fight Kimbo Slice on Bellator pay-per-view. Kevin Ferguson. Uh and I would watch that. <laughs> like that's the worst part. I I don't understand what Bjorn's thinking. Maybe he just got MySpace or but like people are gonna watch that. People Maybe he just got MySpace. Is that what you just yeah, said? P- people are going to watch that. I mean Tito Ortiz. First they put him up against a guy that he weighs fifty pounds heavier than who is the champion. At, at, the uh, Russian uh, dude. The Russian dude. And now they're bringing in a guy. Who I think was like what one in three in MMA? Who hasn't uh, in the UFC? Who has James Thompson was the only person he beat in MMA, right? He beat James. No, he beat James Thompson. He beat uh, Houston Alexander, uh, but he lost to um, Matt Mitrione, uh, and he lost to uh, Roy Nelson, and he lost to Seth Petruzzelli. Yeah, Seth Petruzzelli. Uh, he beat Tank Abbott, and he beat um, and he beat uh, James at a barbecue, he, and he beat Ray Mercer. And some bizarre fight, but um, <laughs> so would you watch? Is that a good? Is, what do you think? Is that a good call? Is that a bad call? Would you watch it, Jake? You being the professional fighter here, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, would I watch it? Yeah, sure. You know, would I pay for it to watch it? No, but I'd watch it if it was free. It's almost like it's not about who's the better fighter; it's a spectacle. Yeah, it's it's for the spectacle of the That's whole true. thing at this point. But you know what, Tito Ortiz versus Kimbo. We'll get the average person at the bar interested. Then they're gonna be like, "Oh, I, I want to watch that." And I think Tito destroys Kimbo Slice. He takes him down and pounds him out. Right, like, but what does Tito gain from that? Money. Well, other, other, <laughs> other than money, though, what is? I mean, okay, so you're beating Nothing. a street brawler that doesn't really know MMA that yeah. much. And if you lose, then damn, you got beat by a street brawler who doesn't know MMA that much. Yeah, he, he you know, he nothing. He, he gets <laughs> he gets comments on World Star Hip Hop or something. <laughs> There's, there's absolutely nothing that he could possibly gain from you that. You surprised me with that one. I didn't know you even knew what World Star was. I love World Star, dude. That's one of my favorite. Whenever I'm feeling down, I want to feel better about now. my own life. Right. I go on World Star Hip Hop, and, you, and, and he's like, "Well, I could be black. <laughs> it could be black. It's not just black people. It's white people. It's Asian. It's, it's that all people look acting ridiculous." So anyway, we got T.J. Dillashaw, the champ, calling in. Yeah, Jake, thanks for your time, brother. Always, guys. Always good to hear from you. You are the best, and uh, enjoy the rest of your time. Good luck to Joe Ellenberger. And are, are you going to be here next Thanks, week with brother. us? I will be in San Antonio on Tuesday. Oh, but so hopefully bad. I can do this again, and we can talk. Absolutely. So I will hear from you next week. Sounds good, brother. Later, Jakey. Take care. Later. All right. 
Well, that was Jake. Always good to hear from him. All right, so we are here with the champ. Yeah. Some people are calling it the biggest <laughs> upset in the UFC history. Uh, we are here with a guy who just beat a guy who had won 32 fights in a row. Yeah. Not only beat him, stopped him, dominated him, proved everybody wrong. TJ Dillashaw, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing good, brother. Thanks for having me on. Dude, are you kidding me? Well, we, we, first of all, it's the third time you've been on, number one. You know, and why would we have you on before you became a champion uh, and, and then not afterwards? Uh, we're we're, 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 we're going to have you hey, on. Thanks for having me on. But, you, you, know, you know, TJ, I was, watching, <laughs> I was watching your fights last night, dude, and I was thinking, man, you're the guy, right? So Dwayne Ludwig, when he, when he, when he came to Team Alpha Male, uh, I think they had won 20 fights in a row or something, some ridiculous number. You, your, yeah. your loss, uh, when, when uh, you lost Asuncio, which I thought you won that fight, you actually yeah, stopped, that, you, you, you stopped that streak. You were the street buster. And then you came back, and you're the first champion ever for Team Alpha Male. That's got to feel pretty good. That yeah, feels awesome. But since uh, since uh, I got to the team, I've been through all these guys' camps, too. Uh, I'm trying to get the belt and, and looking up to these guys to where they're at. And for me to bring home the belt for the first time, the first one to be able to do it is, is an amazing feeling. Now, now, all right. Now take, now, take me through that. So that night, right? So you actually, you you, you go into that fight. You're a nine to one underdog. Uh, the first time you you actually dropped him, uh, you drop Burrell. I mean, what what's going through your head? Shoot, man, I uh, I didn't even realize what happened. I just felt like I hit air. I hit him so perfectly and so hard to feel like I didn't even hit anything. It was just you know perfectly placed. And uh, I don't know, man. It was hard. I was just. Uh, bum rushed him for the finish but I'm glad I didn't get it and just you know after the round was over just kind of like I knew I knew that I could beat the guy but just kind of was in awe of how, how well I was doing you know I mean, you're, now, now yeah, that he looked ridiculous. Yeah, you looked, you looked like. I mean, you know what I like about you is that you're up four rounds to nothing. A lot of a lot of fighters would have coasted. Yeah, Cruz, he just maintained his composure. I would have coasted. In fact, if I was coaching <laughs> you, I might, I might have told you, hey man, you got this fight in the bag. Don't do anything stupid. But you went for the finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of my fighting style in general. I'm super aggressive, and I wanted to continue to do what was uh, working for me. I didn't want to get defensive and just get caught. You know. Um, Dwayne actually did want me to uh, do a lot more dancing around, not engaging, and uh, this is my thing to to keep him alert, but uh, we didn't have to engage as much. And, and I came out and I tried doing that for the first 30, 45 seconds, but as soon as he started swinging, I just had to go for it. I just uh, That's the way I fight, man. I'm, I'm balls to the wall all the time. Now, I know uh, I know that you have a uh, fiance. Uh, you've been dating her for seven years. Now, that night, mm-hmm. did, did she give you, like, the best head ever? <laughs> <laughs> She definitely uh, helped out the champ. That's for sure. Really? I mean, she was like, she was like, listen, did she did she call you champ while doing it? <laughs> no, I should have made her. Oh That's yeah, you definitely should have. I mean, is it now? Do you even sleep that night? Are are are, are you up all night? Just did you stoked? go out and party? You go out and party? Yeah, we went out and party. It was. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to actually party too hard though because of the fact that there were so many people out there to support me i had to you know thank them all and talk everyone everyone was talking my ear off so you know i didn't get a chance to let loose but yeah i couldn't sleep i stayed up all night it was ridiculous wow now is it weird too high on life to go to sleep now is it, now is it weird are you getting a lot of people from high school that you didn't know and all these are people right. that you went to college with that are all like trying to jump on the tj bandwagon now yeah, as soon as they know me or give me an example of when we hung out or something yeah that's definitely happening that's hilarious 
And, yeah. and I mean, that happened. Now, when I was on Last Comic Standing, all of a sudden, all these people that I went to high school with, hey, we're so proud of you. I'm like, really? Where, you know, where were you for the first 10 years when I, uh, right. when I had no money? <laughs> we weren't proud of you then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they were proud of you. I mean, you know, I've had, I've had a good following, though, in my hometown through wrestling and stuff, too. So my hometown is, uh, is crazy because it's a small little town. And even me going to college and doing what I did wrestling was like a big deal for my town. You know, it's, uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. and you know, a town of 800 or uh, a school of 800 people, but that's like combining like five or six different towns, you know, so they've already been supporting me for a while. And now uh, this is just, they actually want me to go home and like do a parade and, and uh reception to say hi to everyone. <laughs> are you, are you, are you, are you going to have a parade for real? Uh, I'll probably do, I'll probably do reception. Just go home and say what's up. I, I told him that I wouldn't do a parade. I said, said, I didn't want to ride through my hometown in a convertible, you know, doing that shit. So I told him that I would just come say what's up. Unless, awesome. unless they give you the convertible. It'll be like it'll be like that parade that? when uh, the Wicked Witch died. Like, ding dong, the witch is dead. But like, all the little people from Team Alpha Male. Now, now, what? Now, was your mom and dad there? I mean, how did uh, they react? Yeah, they've been to all my fights, but the one in Brazil because I didn't feel safe for them to go to that one. But uh, they were they were stoked, man. I mean, they were front row. They had great seats for it. Wow. And, uh, obviously, they were probably nervous. You know, they're more nervous than I was for the fight. And uh, you know, it was um, it's huge for them. I mean, they've been supporting me like ridiculous. I mean, they've gone to every one of my wrestling matches. They've supported me my entire life in any com- kind of competition I was doing. So, you know, this is the ultimate goal, and they were just as happy for me as I was for myself. Now, how, how many how many chicks right now are like coming up to you and like, hey, TJ, you know, remember that time you hit on me back in the day, and you never, uh, you know, now are, is, are you getting a lot of girls throwing themselves at you? Um, not not so much in person. I, I've been uh, I've been so busy doing all this media and uh, traveling so much that uh, you know you, you get some stuff on Twitter and on social media, but you just gotta you know ignore it. <laughs> Does your girlfriend want to get married now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm actually uh, getting married on Saturday. No what? way, really? Where Where are you doing it? Uh, Mexico. Oh, congratulations! Nice. Yeah, thanks, brother. Who's that? Yeah, uh, she just picked a date. You know, I mean, it was a while ago, but we couldn't plan it around my fight schedule because we had no idea when I was going to fight, and so she just picked a date, and it uh, ended up working out. Now, is uh, all the guys Team Alpha male coming? Uh, not all of them can come. You know, Chad's got to stay home and train for his title fight. Uriah's fighting July 5th, so they won't be able to go. But Joseph and Dwayne and those guys are going. Oh, man. Now, I got I to gotta talk to you about, uh, about that, by the way. So right now there's a lot of rumors going around that Dwayne is going to Colorado and Martin Campman's coming in to coach you guys. Other people are saying he's not going to Colorado. Uh, can you clear anything up for us? What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So he uh, he did move his family back to Colorado. Uh, he's going to my wedding, and then after that, he's flying back to Sacramento to help Chad, Danny train for their fights coming up in August, and then uh, to be off for whenever my next fight's going to be as well. Um, and he's actually going to live with me for the next two or three months and uh, stay in Sacramento and help us train. You know, in the meantime, he's going to continue to start to open up a, a gym in Colorado. And just get it up and running, you know, so when he is done training, it, we don't actually know what's going to happen. We're trying to kidnap him and keep him in Sacramento as long as we possibly can. So we're trying to get him to get his gym open and uh, keep, him, keep him in Sacramento and hopefully make it so that gym can run itself. We'll go out there, do some fight camps out there, train at elevation, and uh, see how it goes, man. I mean, Dwayne's on a, a path of being a legend coach. You know, I don't want him to uh, – 
to hinder that by by quitting so soon. You know, he's gonna go back to Colorado and have no one to train. You know, when he's at a, a gym where he's got a bunch of Ferraris, you know, if this is a race, he's got a bunch of badass cars that he could. Uh, well, you got some more smart cars, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, I don't want him to end that. You know, there's there's tons of uh, great fighters that you can name. You know, but there isn't any kind of legendary coaches you can name in MMA and he's on the path of becoming one of those those coaches and uh you know he'll be set for the rest of his life if he does that so you know we're all trying to talk him into staying and uh we'll see what happens so as, as of now he'll be living in my house for the next three months well yeah him coaching you through the Burrell fight should definitely put him in the top I don't know how many coaches but I mean that was a legendary well, look, look at the record I mean look, look at look at what he's done to the team I mean your, right. your record is yeah, like yeah, the, the record with him being there is incredible but the fact that he that yeah man the Burrell fight was incredible now now uh now yeah. the, the whole thing now also I got it now what so what's up with Martin is Martin Cameron coaching you guys what's is that he's at the gym he's actually at the gym right now he's uh he's here for Uriah's camp um you know co- running some practices and stuff while Dwayne's figuring out what's going on um just kind of extra, extra little eyes and extra help. I mean, he's a great technician. He's good, man. Um, so he's just out here right now learning some practice and some technique and just getting new coaches in there. And, you know, if Dwayne were to leave, we gotta, we got to do some tryouts for who we want to uh, be out here other than him. You know, we got some big shoes to fill, so I'm not in a hurry to, to select anybody. But, uh, you know, do some tryouts and see how people work out and see if they could uh, do a good job. Right. Now, did you now I heard that you spent all your winnings on lunchables. Is that <laughs> is that true? <laughs> those, those those pizza ones, you know the ones where you get to make your own pizza, you put the pepperoni on there. Yeah. You know, those, those are my favorite. So yeah, I spent I spent almost all of it on that, you know, the rest I did snack packs. And then I heard that Master snack Tong packs. gambled all your money away. Is there any truth to that? Sir? <laughs> <laughs> if he was around that that'd be a definite truth if he could. If he, he could he would gamble all my money. <laughs> now, now okay, now the other question is uh now the whole thing with you and Faber, right? There's a picture of all you guys celebrating with Faber in the corner, looking like he's pouting a little bit. <laughs> have you have you seen that no, picture? Yeah, yeah, I've seen people tweeting about it on on, uh, on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now that was um, a, a, a coincidence, right? He wasn't really pouting. No, no, no. He's actually stoked for me, man. He's uh, he. I mean, he gave us a shout out to even fight Burrell. He believes me to, to get to to get this bell and. Uh, you know, everyone saw his reaction to my fight and stuff. He he's he's pumped for me. He couldn't. And that's what he. I mean, he brought me in. He trained me from the bottom, and now I'm, now I'm. You know, got the championship belt. Now you're here. Started from, from the bottom. Now we're yeah, yeah. here. Because I, I heard that you guys were gonna uh, you guys were gonna remake the the uh, Brady Bunch and he was gonna be like TJ 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 and just uh, as uh, a <laughs> Marsha Marsha Marsha. Now. <laughs> now I mean, have you guys? Now there's a look. If if uh, Faber wins his fight. Uh, which I think he he will against uh, against Bruce Leroy. Um, there's a good there's a good chance of of him being back in the top two or three. Have you guys talked about fighting? Is are you guys cool with fighting or what's the deal? I mean, we've talked about it. We don't want to. I mean, we, in all of our press comments, everything, all the media stuff, we said we didn't want to have to fight each other. You know, unless unless the UFC throws some crazy number at us and we can't we can't turn down. But we don't want to fight each other, man. I mean, we're like. Best friends, let alone yeah. brothers. You know, he brought me into the sport. We've been, I've been training every single day that I've trained MMA has been under Uriah and his gym. So it'd be tough for me to have to beat him up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah, I think you just set the ball rolling. Yeah, TJ, T- he's a competitive guy. I heard you got thrown out of rain for beating everyone up. That's 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 the rumor. <laughs> that's what Mark Munoz said. He politely asked, said, listen, this might not be the gym for you because you were beating everybody up. Is there any truth to that? Yeah. Yeah, so he was uh, 
you know, told me I should come train with some smaller guys up here in Sacramento. It was a better <laughs> camp for me. But I think the truth was he was he was just tired of me beating up all the bigger guys in the gym. That's yeah. the, that's that's what I heard. Now I got to talk that's to amazing. you. Uh, uh, according to uh, uh, Barrow's trainer or his partner Marlon Sandro uh, said after the fight, he goes. Uh, uh, the UFC forced him to fight. It's a bunch of crooks. There were a bunch of crooks and injustice. God does not sleep. Uh, we come back stronger. Uh, he was upset about about like a lot of. There's a lot of excuses going on. Uh, have, have you heard about that? How uh, any 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 comments on that? I know that Fox is going to bleep this, but I call bullshit. Yeah. I call oh, 100%. I mean, how, why was he forced to fight? I don't understand. I mean, you're the champion of the fucking world. You're supposed to fight. That's what you do. You know what I mean? Like. What am I going to do, turn down my next fight? I don't think so, man. I stay ready all the time. I don't understand how you're uh, getting forced to fight. That's what we do. Yeah, I mean, it did seem good. Plus, the fight with Faber was like one round and stopped uh, prematurely in my uh in, in, in my opinion. It wasn't like he wins in some oh, huge, sure. huge battle with Faber. Um, now, they want to have a rematch in Brazil. You're not going to do that, right? <clears throat> No, hell no. He's going to have to come to me, man. I mean, That's right. there's no way I'm going to Brazil to fight him. I, mean, I don't even think, you know, he, he's a good enough fighter where he should get a rematch. But after that performance, I don't think he deserves one. But wow. I am more than willing to fight him again because of his name. You know what I mean? No matter, All he's going to do is skyrocket me by beating him again and, you know, and uh, just proving my dominance over him. So, uh, you know, he's going to have to come to me and get beat up again. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like the, 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 the champ should have to make the call. Even with, like, uh, John Jones and Gustafson, he's like, I'm not going to Sweden. First of all, you go to Brazil, they're going to keep you up all night. You're gonna, they're going to yeah. put all kinds, they're going to mess with you. They're going to give you terrible situations. They're going to uh, change your, your uh, they, you know, they, they do a lot of things in, in boxing and MMA that people don't know about. I don't know if the UFC, they yeah. do it in the UFC, but they, they, like, change your flights. They, they screw up your sleeping time, you know. You should be able to fight. Send shit to your room. Yeah, people send hookers to your room, which uh, you send to me. You know, you don't. You, you don't. You, you don't need that, that. Is that a plus or a negative? Uh, no. <laughs> Depends. Uh, by the way, so how I'm going to Brazil to fight? Yeah. Now, how is that? How is your bachelor party? By the way. Uh, you know, I actually never had one. I was. Uh, Boom. After my fight, that was my plan. You know, I got this fight lined up, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll wait till after my fight. I'll do a sweet bachelor party. I'll be the champ of the world. It'll be fun. You know. But dude, I've been so busy, more busy from my fight than before it, that I haven't even got time. So hopefully, I'll talk my wife into uh, letting me do a post-wedding bachelor party. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah right. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> I don't know if that'll work out, but see if I can talk her into it. Yeah, it's a good way to get a divorce, dude. You're better off having. <laughs> now, I mean, now is your wife into some kinky stuff, or is she kind of just like a straight-laced kind of kind of girl? Oh, dude, she's super cool, man. She's straight-laced. She's awesome. She's been around for. A long time, and you know she's liked me before everyone else did. So uh, she's good, man. She, she's a good, and that's why I'm getting married. Nice, man. Well, good, dude. Hey, listen, I'm I'm, I'm really man. proud of you. Uh, a couple questions from uh, from people on the internet. Somebody uh, on Sherdog wants to know um, about your uh, how how much does your fight with John Dodson bother you still? Um, you know, I, it doesn't bother me too much. I mean, I, I've had to forget about it right after it happened because if I sat there and dwelled about it, you know, I wouldn't be getting as good as I am now. You know, you got to get better. Would I like to get it back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe one day I could, uh, after I hold my belt long enough, I'll be able to drop to 25 and get it back. Can you drop 25? Yeah, I could easily go to 25, man. I'm a, I'm a smaller 35 pounder. I've been trying as hard as I possibly can to, to put weight on for, for this weight. 
for this uh, weight class. So uh, I could, I could, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, it'd be tough, but uh, I could do it. That's crazy. So you could, you could potentially be the one twenty-five pound champ and the one thirty-five pound champ. Yeah, that's that's the legendary stage, man. That's what uh, you know. I set my goal to be UFC champion. You know, now my goal is to hold on to this belt and uh, become a legend. And if I want to become a legend in the sport, I gotta maybe try to do something no one else has, and that's hold on to two belts, huh? That's crazy. That's now. Yeah. Uh, now, what do you walk around at? Like one fifty, one forty-five? Yeah, one fifty. You know, I'm trying to get as heavy as I possibly can. I'll get a little bit heavier than one fifty. But I actually think that's a, a plus for fighting uh, your weight class. Is if you're training all the time the same way you step in the cage, you know, I'm not my body's not going to be uh, going into shock from cutting a bunch of weight. I think I think guys could cut too much weight. Yeah, but that's at one thirty-five. I mean, if you're you're a ripped one thirty-five, you're going to one twenty-five. That's a lot yeah. of weight. <laughs> oh, it'd be tough. I'm not. I'll have to change my lifestyle up for sure for months on end. But uh, you know, I could do it. It's not impossible. And uh, the, from uh, the Tiger Man on the Underground wants to know if Dillashaw ever let Misha Tate triangle him in training. <laughs> All the time, man. That was like the that was like the go to move triangle defense when you're going with Misha. Really? <laughs> All the time. That was the that, go, that was the, the go to move. But the, yeah, the mount. I like the defense to the mount when she's grappling or. What else? You know, we do north south position all the time. Nice. Wow. AKA the sixty nine. I am. I'm. I'm <laughs> after this. I'm driving to Alpha Male and uh, joining your your camp, man. By the way, you, I, I say it all the time, but Team Alpha Male is my favorite camp. You guys uh, follow me on Twitter, and you guys are the most supportive people. Always retweeting me, always giving me love, and uh, I just want to say, and like, if anybody's a great sport, it's you guys, and thank you for that. Thank you because honestly, absolutely, man. You're you're a funny dude, man. Why would we? You gotta appreciate your comedy instead of uh, getting your feelings hurt. No, no, dude. It's honestly, and I, I, I'm, I'm the biggest supporter. Honestly, you guys are just like little, little monsters, and uh, it's, 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 it's really cool. So, TJ Dillashaw, uh, we're gonna let you go, man. Thank you for, for everything, man. Uh, thank you for winning the. First of all, uh, the fact. Thank you for being you and bringing the belt back to the U.S. Yes, that was. Uh, Hell was, yeah. was, And you know what? I, and I said it before. You're, you're kind of guy. I don't think you're the most talented human being on the planet. No offense. Uh, you worked your yeah. ass off. You worked your ass For off. Sure. I, I think we talked about this before. In, in college, and if you're a freshman, you were like, you had like a losing record in wrestling as a, as a freshman, you know? Yep. Uh, and then you came, and then by, by the time you were a senior, you were, an all, I think, an All-American. Uh, and then you went over, you know, and joined Team Alpha Male. You, you, you're a guy who's worked his ass off. And, uh, and I really appreciate that, man. Oh, I appreciate it too, man. I mean, I mean, I had to become the athlete that I am, and I think that's what made me so much better is that I had to work so hard. If shit would have came too easy to me, then I would have just uh, quit a long time ago and the going got tough. You know I mean? Natural talent only gets you so far. you got to be able to work hard. I feel that way about comedy. Now, where can people follow you? You can follow me on TJ Dillashaw on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm in the process of building my website, tjdillashaw.com. Um, yeah. All right, well, good luck with the wedding. Uh, best of luck the rest of your life. I can't wait to your next defense, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. Take Congratulations, care, man. Later. Later. All right, that was TJ Dillashaw. Uh, true champ. True champion, man. Nice to see a, a, a good guy who puts in the hard work. Things actually happen for him. Right. You, know? you, see, you see too many guys that are just... I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just jaded because I've been in Hollywood too long. You see so many <laughs> douchebags succeed. And, and, and <laughs> right. You see these guys, and you're just like, man, really? 
he, you know, you're gonna let him through? They they like right. slept with a casting director or their their cousin's a producer or whatever it is. They don't work hard. It's good to see a guy who actually works hard succeed. All right, so our next guest, uh, you may know him from the Ultimate Fighter, uh, the heavyweight series. He uh, he's he's a badass fighter. He's a nice guy. Uh, he's in a f- huge feud with Rampage Jackson right now via Twitter. And uh, which stemmed from five years ago on The Ultimate Fighter when Rampage kept calling him titties. Uh, Daryl, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Just here at the gym. You know, same old, same old. Now, where are you training now? Um, I own a Red Spider MMA in El Paso, Texas. Oh, nice. I was actually, I was in El Paso at, uh, at uh, the, the uh, comic strip recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I yeah. think I heard you on Taylor 2 Morning Show. Oh, nice. Well, thanks for coming to the show, dude. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like El, pa- El Paso. It's crazy. You, uh, that, that's where you uh, grew up, correct? Yeah, that's where I grew up. That's, that's, I mean, El Paso's a pretty rough area. You're right by Juarez, Mexico, which is like, Jesus. Which is like I- Iraq. I think more people died in Juarez than Iraq last year. Call it Warak. Uh, really? It's, no, it's, 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 it's a very tough place. Now, was that, was that hard growing up in El, in El, El Paso? Uh, what was that again? Was that hard growing up in El Paso? Oh no, no, of course not. When I was young, we all we all used to go to Waters. It was before it got crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like uh, the the uh, drug cartel is crazy. They got really good strip clubs in El Paso, though. Huge strip. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, some of the <laughs> hottest chicks I've ever seen. It's like there's a whole strip of just strippers. Really? Yeah, good times. Now. uh now, now, now Daryl, you were, I was actually doing some research on you recently. Uh, I, I, I didn't even know this. So you, uh, you uh, grew up uh, in, uh, in El Paso, and then you were in the, in the Army for a while. Uh, how long were you in the Army for, and where did you serve? I did eight years. I, uh, I did four years active, four years reserves. I was stationed in uh, Babenhausen, Germany. Uh, and then I, I came back, and I was in Fort Hood for a couple of years. Wow, now you were actually born on a military base in Germany, correct? Yes. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, did you, did, you, uh, did you like being in the, in the military? Was it, uh, was it something that you recommend? Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course, yeah. And the camaraderie that you build in, in, the, in the armed forces is, is you know, uh, no, has no comparison. And then, uh, so then, then, then you, you, now you're kind of a, uh, I was looking at your record, you're kind of a uh, streaky fighter. You were 10-0. And then, uh, and then you went on the Ultimate Fighter. You were 10 on the Ultimate Fighter. You lose to Jay McSweeney. You, you lost your, your next five fights. And then you won three in a row, including a victory over Paul Buontello. You lost your last fight. I mean, is it just kind of confidence or nerves? or What is it about you with streaks? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually went 4-0 again before I lost another one. All right. But, but, but that one, I don't, I don't know. It's for some reason it's not insured. Dog. It was in New Mexico. But... Uh, no man, honestly, uh, when, whenever I was ten and zero, I was just constantly training, training my ass off. I had my one coach, you know, for the longest time. Then after the Ultimate Fighter, I, I switched gyms. It was just a, uh, you know, it was a lot of a lot of issues. You know what I mean? It, it costs money to be a fighter. It costs money to 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 not work and constantly be training. You know what I mean? So I think that was the thing is I got in so much debt that I, I was constantly taking fights on short on short notice, and uh, just stupid things. You know what I mean? I had a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah. I, and then and, and now I know now you're in some kind of huge Twitter feud with Rampage Jackson, uh, which started because he kept calling you titties on the show. Which you know, 
I guess it's like funny, but it, it, it did kind of develop into kind of, you kind of, it felt like you were being bullied a little bit. It was like, all right, he called you titties, you didn't like it, blah, 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 but then he kept going and kept going and people like Rampage, so they were, you know, he has this personality where, you know, he could sort of get everyone laughing around him. But it wasn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be called titties on national television, and I could see why you got upset. Uh, anything you're you good, want to, I, good. yeah, he's a, anything you want to say about to Rampage now? Yeah. Or? No, man, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm just hoping all this, this does happen, because I'm ready to go in there and whoop his ass. And I'm going to do anything in my, in my ability to make it happen. Now, after the, after the show, right, uh... Were you after? Were people calling you titties on like internet? Was did it like continue? Yeah, honestly, uh, I hardly ever uh, looked on the internet because the, the articles would drive me crazy. But oh yeah, of course, it's continue. It's continued for a while now, man. I'm sick and tired of it. I want to go in there and I want to whoop Rampage's ass. <laughs> I want to get it over with. I actually would actually love to see that fight. I mean, how do you see that? I mean, he is a big guy. He does throw a huge punch. He's beat some legends. How do you see this fight going? Say, say someone says, you know what? Uh, Bjorn Rebney says, look, this is going to make you know, good ratings. I would like to get, you know, Daryl is 4-1 and one in his last five fights. We're going to have him come in and fight Rampage. How do you see this fight going? Honestly, I've said it once. I'll say it again. My whole goal, if I get to fight Rampage, is just to step in there, go toe-to-toe with him, and not move. If I wanted to, I could outbox him. I have a longer reach. I could move around. I don't want to. I want to get right in his face. It's a grudge fight. And it's, it's just going to be a standing toe-to-toe brawl until somebody falls. I may have to... I, I would love to see this fight. Uh, and now, I mean... Because it, it, it is... But he did say... He did say he wants to fight you. He, he, he went on Twitter and said he wants to fight James Tony. And then he said, I want to fight... And then, and then, and then uh, you're next, titties. Do you think maybe he feels bad about that? Or... Uh, no. he, and he wants I, I, I think now I think now he's just going back on his word. You know what I mean? Because he, he went out there and called me out, and now his, he keeps changing his mind, and he doesn't want to. Or anytime you uh, you see his responses on Twitter, it's like, yeah, yeah, uh, you're taking this too far. Or yeah, yeah, like I have no idea. I think he's pushing out right now. That's about it. Do you think all, uh, possibly that like? Because I, I know for being a, being a, a, a comedian. Like as soon as somebody gets in, like the thing is, I get people all the time making fun of me, and if I and sometimes it does get to me. I'm a, I'm a human being, and things happen. But if I let them know it gets to me, that's when they really have fun making fun of me. Do you think the fact that like if you just would have said, okay, I have you know big boobs, whatever, you know, <laughs> you got me, ha ha ha, that people would have went away. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we're men. And men usually settle stuff like that by fighting, and we never got to fight it out. You know what I mean? The, only, the whole reason we couldn't do anything on the show is because they literally say, if you fight, you're going to get kicked off the show. You know what I mean? And me, I, I, I was a white kid growing up in a Mexican community, even though my mom is Mexican. But I was always bullied. I had glasses. You know, everything always happened to me. But me, I always settled it, you know, by standing up to that guy. But I couldn't stand up to this guy in front of, you know, on television. But I want to do it now, man. Yeah, no. Now's the perfect time. And there was a time, actually, when he called. I I watched some of the clips last night, actually. And there was a time when he said, Come on, man, come on. He was in the middle of the room, and you had your team behind you, and he had his team behind you. How close were you to going into the middle of that room and then fighting Rampage? Well, yeah, there's some other clips, too, where I called him onto the case. There's a case there all the damn time. We could have went in there and settled it, but he never wanted to. I mean, yeah. Now, would you make 205 for that fight? If I had to. I, mean, I would rather do like a catchway, but if I had to, I'll make it. 
I mean, what are you what are you working out? Two, you're like two fifty. Right now, my two forty five, two fifty five. That's still fifty pounds. That's a lot of weight, you know. <laughs> hey, it's not gonna be for a while. I'll start cutting now. Taking about four months. Look, I would like to see it. It kind of would be a bully beatdown uh, situation where uh, where you do get to fight the bully because he did kind. He did. You know what? I was watching it again. And I'm like. You know, at the time, I didn't think not much of it, but I was I'm, I was putting myself in your shoes. You're a young kid. Were you what, 22 years old, 23, at the time? Yeah, I was. I was. I was young. Man. I mean, you're. You know, you you were in the um, you you were in the army. You basically stopped going to the army to do the Ultimate Fighter. You're 10 and 0. You got this huge star making fun of your your boobs on TV, and he kept going. And I'm like, you know what? This it is kind of it is kind of fucked up to be honest. I, I I did sort of I did feel for you, man. I mean, I've been in a position where I was I've been bullied. People have made fun of me. Uh, people have made me cry before when I was in middle school and high school. It it sucks. And even even now, I get bullied sometimes by other people who have other shows on the internet, and they're like, oh, you know, you're not. Fun. And it, it just sucks. And you know, I I, I did sort of feel for you, man. Uh, and some. Uh, and even now, like when I say like on Twitter, you're going to be on our podcast, people go, titties, titties, titties. I mean, there's random people calling you titties. Uh, so right, right, right now, man, I, I, I just try to – all the, all the regular people, people I have no say that just want to talk shit all the time, I just ignore them on the internet. I, my, my main consideration is just focusing on, on, focusing on Rampage and whooping his ass and hoping that that gets to happen sometime. Now, do you have a girlfriend? you have a wife? What, what's, what's your deal? I just have my girlfriend, Sandra. Now, now, did you get a lot of girls showing you their titties after the show? I mean, did, did that possibly, hey, listen, you want to see some real nah, titties? No, I've, been with, I've been with Sandra for about uh, six years now. Oh, come on. You, you could at least capitalize it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, was, I was watching your, a couple of your videos last night. You have a, a school you opened up? Yeah, I have a Red Spider MMA. It's my gym over here in uh, El Paso. Nice. And how's that doing money-wise? It's okay. Good. Good for you, man. Good for you. I mean, you seem like a good guy. Honestly, like when I saw you on Twitter, I was like, you know what? Here's a guy that like I, I, I was like, oh, man, I, I want to follow this guy. And I was uh, happy you followed me back. And I'm happy to have you on the show. I'd love to help you out any way possible. And uh, to people, I mean, I would tell people to stop calling you titties on Twitter. But then I'm like, you know what? And, and like a way, every, every time someone does that, they become like invested in you in some way. And it might help you get the fight, right? It, it does. So it does. So like you know what I mean? I don't mind it at all. Uh, no publicity is bad publicity. That's yeah. the way I see it now. Now are you I'm getting... a lot older, I'm a lot more mature. I know I know what needs to be done. I'm not a twenty two year old kid on the ultimate fighter, you know what I mean? Now did like does your girlfriend sometimes like see that you like you got you got upset and she was like, Hey listen, you, you here's some real titties and put them in your mouth and <laughs> let you suck on them and stuff? Oh yeah, for sure. Man. <laughs> does she ever, did, in, in the middle of arguments, does she ever call you titties to get on your nerves? You know, like how uh, you know you'll hold one card back that you can use on your nah. girl. Whatever, titties, whatever. Has, has double D's, man. Really? Does she really? Do, do, yeah. do you guys mush them together? They gotta be. They gotta be bigger. Than <laughs> you guys mush them. Together. I'm not. I'm not with her. Wait. So you guys do mush them together sometimes and like have like a titty sandwich? Sure, bro. I'm kidding. These are jokes, jokes, jokes. Listen, listen, Daryl. Hello. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> I thought you hung up on me. I'm like, oh man. No, I want to go. Oh, please, please don't, dude. I am a fan. I want to see. Now, you, you, uh, you lost your last fight, but you won four before, uh, ahead of that. Now, uh, you were a state champion in, in, uh, in wrestling. You're a guy who served our country, man. You're, you're a hero. I want to say thank you for that, dude. Thank you. 
Ah, no problem. Yeah, I I, I uh, do notice that the oh, no, you're you're mad about the mushing together comment. I feel like you're mad. It was a no. I, I'm a comedian. I have to sometimes, uh, you know, do the. I know, man. I'm saying I I heard you on the Kelly T Morning Show. Oh, cool. All right, gotcha. Now, um, right. all right. Now, what what else do you want to talk about? Anything any, anything else you want to talk about? Excuse me. Anything? Uh, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Guys from the Ultimate Fighter. So you were on a season with Brendan Schaub, with Roy Nelson, uh, Kimbo Slice, uh, James McSweeney. Do you talk to any of those guys still? Honestly, the only one I uh, I keep in uh, touch with is uh, Matt Mitrione. Oh, nice. He calls me all the time. Well, he calls me every now and then, at least uh, hey. once a month or so. Nice. Now, how's the uh, how's the training over in, in El Paso? It's okay. Well, it's it, it's all the guys that I've uh, that I've trained up. It's the guys that I've coached that, that are now pros that I that I work with. But uh, so usually, usually like if I have a big fight like that, I go out of town. I'll go get some sparring somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, but my ha- last few fights when I, when I was on my win streak, my four win streak, um, it was all just from training here. Right. The thing too, whenever I was training out of town in all these big gyms, it seems I was just getting hurt all the damn time. What gyms were those? Um, I was at American Top Team, and then I went to some other gyms in Miami. So you think it's kind of a, a myth that if you go to a better camp, that you'll have better results? No, um, honestly, uh, now I work with uh, Ben Arsdale a lot. Well, uh, he'll, he'll he'll help me out with my training, and it, it's just all about smart training, not uh, not mind. You know what I mean? Not not getting your head punched in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of guys say. A lot of guys say that like they they go to these like a Greg Jackson gym, or I know guys go to American Top Team and like they 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 uh, spar too much, and then they end up you know get, getting injured. So uh, yeah, well when you're just sitting there sparring top guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're gonna get injured. So all right, so what's it gonna take for you to get back into the UFC or uh, or a Bellator or a World Series of Fighting or one of the top three I things? Honestly, I, I really don't even care about it all, man. I, um. I'm gonna fulfill my contract with MSC, great organization. I want to go. I want to go in there, and I have two more fights with them. I just want to go in there and just smoke whoever the hell they put up against me. And then after that, I would really just like to fight with Rampage. And then I'll be I'll be more than happy to uh, to step down. That's 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 the guy I want to kill. You know. Okay, so so whatever I gotta do, I so far I have to go through two more guys, and then hopefully I get a shot with him. Okay, so let's just say, okay, so let's say I'm Rampage Jackson, right? Oh, yo, yo. All right, so I'm Rampage Jackson. What are you going <laughs> to... That was probably the worst impersonation <laughs> of Rampage I've ever heard. Yo, yo, yo. Right. Yo, yo, yo. So what are you... Now what are, Dead on. So what, just like him. Now what are you going to say to me? What would you, you say to me... You need a bigger fucking head to be Rampage, right? <laughs> now what are you going to say to me to get that fight going? Uh, I, I want the last fighting words. So this is going to sell our podcast. It's going to sell this fight. It's all on the line right here. Let's go. Daryl Schoonover, make your case against Rampage Jackson. Paige, I got two more fights after I win these two fights. Let's make it happen, man. I want to go in there. I want to fuck your face up. <laughs> Possibly piss on your face. One or the other. Piss on your face. He wants, piss on your face. I want to piss you on your face. You heard it here first. He's going to piss on your face. He wants to piss on his face. <laughs> I like that song. I think it's pretty catchy, actually. Yeah. All right. So Daryl Schoonover <laughs> nah, wants to piss on Rampage's face. <laughs> Okay. Ah, that's gonna be the title of the thread. Yes. Now, where can people find you? <laughs> where, where, where can people find you? Oh, um, yeah. You can just follow me on Twitter. You know, you spin over. And then, is there a, now? Where can people find your or gym? Facebook. 
If, if, I, if I'm in El Paso, huh? uh, where can people find your gym? Oh, yeah, for, uh, 480 Talbot, uh, Red Spider MMA, El Paso, Texas. Got you. All right, so Schoonover is, wants to pee on Rampage's face. That's going to be the title of our podcast. Uh, you're, you're like the new R. Kelly of fighting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give him, give, yeah, there you go. Be the R. Kelly. Give him a golden shower or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Daryl. Thanks for coming on our show, man. Okay, thank you. All right, Bye. Schoonie. Love to have you back. All right, that was Daryl Schoonover <laughs> wants to pee on Rampage's face. Did you give out his uh, piss on your Facebook address? <laughs> <laughs> piss on your Facebook. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, thank you, Jake Ellenberger, for calling in. Uh, good luck to Joe Ellenberger. Uh, you have you have our back. Hopefully, not hopefully. Can't wait to see you win this fight. Uh, I don't want to just jinx you though, because I seem to jinx people when I tell them. Thank you for calling in, uh, Jake. Great seeing you. Look forward to talking to you soon. Also, thank you, TJ Dillashaw, the champ. Great to hear from the champ on the show. And thank you, Daryl Schoonover. I hope you get that Rampage fight and get to, you know, I, I know your goal is to knock out Rampage and then pee in his face. And I, w- I, w- I would watch that. I-, I definitely would watch that. I think that would, uh, a lot of people would watch that and it would make for great fodder. So thank you guys. You can follow me at MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian. Or you can check me out at adamhunter.com. I will be, where will am I? I'm in, uh, I'm in L.A. this week at the John Lovitz Comedy Club, the Comedy Store, other places. Next week, I am in Calgary at the Comedy Cave in Calgary. Followed by that, I'm at the Las Vegas at Bally's at the L.A. Comedy Club. Thank you guys so much. I'm coming to New York. I'm doing Gotham, Gotham Live in uh, late July. So thank you very much and have a great day. <laughs>